Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by HelloFresh.com. And you guys can use the code BLAME30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. So go to HelloFresh.com, enter in the code BLAME30, and get $30 off free delivery and go get you some food. Nom, nom, nom. It's time for the podcast. Hello, everybody, and 
welcome to episode two of my podcast, Don't Blame Me, with Megan Rinks, which I feel it's going to get real redundant real fast that I keep saying my own name when I say it's with me, and you know who it is because you've already tuned in, and if you didn't, welcome. Follow me on Instagram. It's cute. Yeah, it is. Okay, guys, I'm super excited. Episode one, for, personally, not to toot my own horn. Oh, God, I think it sounds great. I feel like I'm a real podcaster. And every time we record, uh, I think I can suddenly be on like a chain smoker song because I think my vo- I have a great voice for radio. So if I'm going to, you know, give up this whole acting thing. But I mean, I got a nose job. I shouldn't give up the whole acting thing. I'm trying. Ooh, okay. Well, episode two, it's time. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know, Don't Blame Me is my advice podcast where I give absolutely amazing, life-changing, stellar advice that's going to help you get a job, get a boyfriend slash girlfriend, and make a million dollars with a little asterisk at the end, which is me saying that I can't promise any of those things. But uh, basically what happens is you guys call my number. Uh, We don't slide into DMs here. Not yet. You're just going to call a number. You leave a voicemail and I play it on the air and then I give you some absolutely amazing advice. So if you guys have not called in yet, first of all, do you have like a social life or something? Like what are you doing that's better than just calling and leaving multiple voicemails on voicemails to this podcast? Which also, by the way, we can totally tell when you're leaving multiple because you have the same voice every time, (laughs) which is totally chill. Awesome. Fine by it. But if you guys need the number again, it is 310-694-0976. My phone number again is 310-694-0976. It's also not actually my personal phone number. So if you're like trying to text me and invite me to a party, first of all, off brand. I don't like parties. Secondly, just slide into my Twitter DMs or Instagram because I can check those. But I'll, we'll pretend if I don't respond, pretend I don't check them. <laughs> Awkward. Okay, great, guys. Well, um, yeah, welcome to my podcast. You've never been here before. And if you've been here before, thank you so much for coming again. It is great to have you. You look awesome. I hope your ears are ready for some sounds of me and intellectual stuff. Also, we have uh, Jack Ferry here. So, Jack, give a little hello. Hello. How are you, Megan? I you, am great. You seem great. Uh, you seem very tan. <laughs> oh, wow. Jack, this is an audio podcast. We don't even <laughs> need to address this. Well, for, for those of you listening at home, how would you describe the color of your skin right now at this moment? <laughs> Ooh, uh, like Donald Trump got it down with an Oompa Loompa and you <laughs> dunked him in a mud wrestling in match. A, yes. <laughs> and he lost a mud wrestling match. That's what I look like. Okay, guys, we're recording this before Coachella and I'm getting ready and I have a spray tan and like, we're just, I just had to get a spray tan at an awkward time of day, but like, I thought we weren't going to address it because this is not filmed on full screen. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to have to imagine it for now. For now. Um, until, you know, you post all those Coachella pics, which actually you're going to be, this will come out after Coachella. So this will. we'll, we'll be, yeah. we'll all be, have enjoyed the, uh, the benefits of your spray tan. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, and after we rinse off this, uh, offensive layer. <laughs> But you've had a very busy week. I noticed when you read the phone number just now, you weren't wearing your glasses. I was not wearing my glasses and I was not wearing my contact lenses. I got LASIK. I paid a doctor, Dr. Lee, who is literally my number one homie. He is so funny. I paid him to uh, use lasers 
to slice my eyeballs open. And in case anyone wants to know, the word that they use, which, yes, is the medical term, is uh, flaps. And they peel back the flaps. I asked early on if we could refrain from using those words together because I never knew I had such a disdain for them. But turns out when you're talking about my eyeballs and what you're going to do to them while I'm awake, I really did not <laughs> enjoy it. So That must have been so weird. It was really weird. And they gave me one Valium. And I was like, wow, this could be part of my morning routine. Like, beauty guru morning routine <laughs> Megan could pop a Valium with like her ADHD meds. And then they were like, hey, are you ready? And I was like, no, this seems like I could conquer Target alone. Like, I can't. This is not. I need more. And so they gave me a second one, in which case I was hoping to be like as placid as like a still body of water. And I was not. I was still pretty anxious, but uh, I was like, I was anxious, but it was as I was anxious, like walking through jello. So I couldn't like have any sudden reactions. Did it hurt? Um, It didn't hurt. It was uncomfortable. So they have like two machines or whatever. And the first one is like the lasery one. And it's just like a lot of bright lights and they put numbing drops in your eyes and they clamp your eyeballs open, but you don't feel the need to blink, which is weird. And then they like move your like blind ass over to the next seat and you like lay there. And then they do this other stuff and it feels like they're moving your eyeball around with water in your eye. And it's just uncomfortable. And then you're like, whatever it's cool it's fine and then you get home and uh what they don't tell you is like it feels like you've like five contact lenses in backwards in your eyes the whole time and they I should have been I should have known it was going to be terrible or the recovery would be terrible when they were like oh we have these numbing drops you can put in every five minutes and I'm like if you could put something in your eye every five minutes it's because like I can only withstand five minutes because I'm in so much pain and so uh then I took a sleeping pill and went to bed and my boyfriend is apparently the worst nurse in the entire world and he was annoyed with me the whole time and yeah it was terrible but I'm fine now. And then the next morning I woke up and I was good. Okay, guys, enough about me. <laughs> Let's talk about you. Let's get into some calls. So I've been having issues at work. Um, my boss doesn't seem to really like me very much. It's like I'm not appreciated at all. And I think she thinks I'm weak because of my inability to say no. I'm like, yes, man. And it's really hard for me to stand up for myself because on one hand, I want to, and I want that respect, but I'm also afraid that if I do stand up for myself, it might piss her off. Like, I don't know, it's like this very delicate balance, and I'm always walking on eggshells, and it sucks because it's my first big job out of college, and I really like the company. I just don't get along with my boss very much. I'm an outgoing person. Never had an issue getting along with anybody before, but I know she doesn't like me. It's not just in my head. Others have noticed as well. Okay, some people are just not going to like you, and those people can also happen to be your bosses, which sucks. And I will also say, let's think of The Devil Wears Prada. Miranda Priestly didn't like Andy because Andy had potential. Maybe you have a ton of potential and she just doesn't want to like stroke your ego and like make you get all big headed and you're actually really talented. Or on the other hand, maybe you, I wouldn't say maybe you suck at your job, but I understand being a yes man to the point where like maybe if you're saying yes to do too many things, you're not doing anything really that well. No offense. Like don't hate me because like you called this podcast, which means you like me and I really don't want to piss you off. I mean, I want to just be like, fuck your boss, but like I also want to help you. Um, So I think if you say yes to too many things and you can't actually accomplish anything, I think you have to say yes within reason. So being able to say no to things that you know you won't be able to get done in a way that you're proud of. So I think if you're putting out work that you're 
you're proud of, I think that's all that really matters. And at the end of the day, yeah, you're not going to get along with everybody and you can't please everybody. But I think having a backbone is different than kind of being difficult. So I think if you know the scope of how well you can do at something, I think just like stay true to that. And if you're saying yes to stuff and it's turning out kind of crappy, like don't put forth work that you're not proud of, because I think that kind of shows off it shows that you're kind of biting off more than you can chew, which I don't think like superiors kind of appreciate just because you can also delegate stuff to other people. And I think also, I mean, I wouldn't like fight back and be sassy because I also do. I could see this being like a reverse psychology kind of thing where like she's being mean to you and like wants you to fight back. And then when you fight back, she's like, oh, you're fired. You suck. So I wouldn't necessarily do that because that could be absolutely terrible. But I also think like don't don't necessarily be a kiss ass, but don't be a bitch. So like find that really good, happy medium point of being like I'm strong and I'm confident and I'm cool and I'm doing my job really, really, really well. And I know what my limits are. And, but I'm still going to be nice to you without just being like, oh, my God, I love you. Like, let me kiss your butt, actually. So I wouldn't do that. And then also just like, I mean, sometimes bosses suck. One time I had a director yell at me. Jack Ferry, by the way, this is not about you. You didn't do this. Jack, <laughs> I just want to let you know that because Jack Ferry directs stuff that I'm in. Jack, you didn't do this. It was a different director who she like hated me and everyone knew she hated me. And at first everyone said it was in my head. And I was like, no, guys, she literally hates me. And they're like, no, Megan, it's like you're just like you're reading too much into it. And I was like, no, 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 she hates me. And I remember I was doing a scene and she was the, like the door was closed and she was in Video Village, which is basically like where like the directors and stuff like watch what you're doing through monitors. And she kept screaming it to me through like through all those doors while I was doing my scene saying like, make me believe you. I don't believe you. And I was like, oh, my God, you're literally the worst. You're so terrible. And I remember I was like crying and it was awful and it was super, super sucky. And like, to be honest, it didn't get better. It was like the worst three weeks ever of having like this terrible experience. But I got through it in the end and it was fine. But sometimes you just have to deal with people who like don't like you for I mean, who knows? So you can't really make everyone like you. But I think if you can make the work something you're proud of and so she can like dislike you for any sort of like social reasons or whatever, but can't dislike the work that you're doing. That's really all she's there for. She's your boss. It's like a that sort of thing. And then I just don't let that get you down so you can make other work friends and you can band against her and get her fired. I'm kidding. Don't do that. That's really bad advice. Let's go to the next color. One of my best friends, uh, he graduated last year. I'm currently a senior about to graduate. Um, he graduated and he goes to college in a different state, only about three hours away. So it's not too far, but I'm going to college in Chicago, which is another four hours out of the way. So it will be, will be a total of seven hours away. But um, I have recently discovered I have feelings for him, which makes things complicated because uh, and all my friends think he has feelings for me just because of the way he acts around me. But... I am kind of scared to, uh, like, confront him or, like, talk to him about it just because he is one of my best friends. And it's, like, kind of terrifying <laughs> to talk to him about it because what if it, you know, what if he doesn't and I just make a fool of myself? Um, I'm not really sure how to go about it and, or what to do, really, because, like, if he does have feelings for me and he wants a relationship, like, what am I going to do when I go off to college in August and he's then goes back to college in August and we're seven hours apart. Like, you know, I'm not entirely sure what to do because I do have such strong feelings and I, I haven't felt like, like this towards anybody. And I, it kind of scares me a bit because of how strong my feelings are for him. He's had a long distance relationship in the past and he didn't like having, you know, he didn't like that relationship, but I don't know. Again, I just don't really know what to do. 
sit on it until after your first week of freshman year. College is really, really, really fun. And that's coming from someone who hated college and dropped out after like a year and a half. Seven hours of a long distance relationship, I think is doable if you've been able to start your relationship not long distance. But if you're starting a relationship long distance, regardless of the fact you've been friends for so long, you're just going to end up pissed off and have no friends in college because you're going to be the girl who's sitting on Skype, talking to her boyfriend and not making any sort of lasting connections. Also, I just lost a subscriber by saying all of this. And I don't try, I'm not trying to say this to be like mean or blunt or whatever, but I think something that happens, especially when you have like friends that go away to college or friends that move or something like that, you tend to, if you're not spending all of your time with somebody and you're spending, you're just seeing them in spurts or just like over text and that kind of stuff, it can kind of romanticize your feelings for them. I think if you guys had been, if it hadn't happened for you guys when you're both like together in the same like town school kind of thing for a relationship, I don't necessarily think that, I mean, like it's only harder now. Like it would have been easy. Not that I'm saying like the one that got away Katy Perry style, but I mean, I would say explore college on your own. Maybe. Okay. Give it like a couple weeks at school. That's a lot. Give it like a semester. And if you have not met like a hot dude that you're like, I'm super down for you kind of thing, then maybe go for it. But it's also like your senior year. Obviously, you're like super done with all of the guys at your high school and you're pretty much done with all of that. And so you're going to like kind of latch onto feelings of a good friend who you've always had like a what if possibility about. But like you're going to go to college and it's going to be a, it's going to be like beyond a new like it's not even going to be like a sea of fish. It's going to be like a freaking buffet of man candy for you to, you know, swoop on your plate and get like first and seconds and all that stuff. And you don't want to be the person who's like on a diet at like a Marie Callender's buffet. Like that's terrible. So get the freshman 15 and boys in your twin XL bed. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break. I need a power nap. Kidding. No, it's just actually a really quick break. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. So thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting our podcast. It means a lot. If you guys don't know what HelloFresh is, first of all, do you listen to podcasts? Because I learned a lot about HelloFresh through listening to other people's podcasts. And then guess what? I got HelloFresh delivered. Hey, I've officially made it. I'm a real podcaster for now. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service, which makes you feel like a chef adult, which I mean, okay, for me, I feel like the demo is usually people who are like, oh, I don't really know how to cook. I know how to cook. And you know what's fun? You can have different difficulty levels, but it's a fun way to get involved in the kitchen with people who might not be great at cooking. My friends helped me cook a couple of meals, and I was personally very impressed with by their skill level because they usually never help participate. And it's usually me doing all the work. But this time, I got to delegate some of the work. Who doesn't love that? And HelloFresh is now offering light spring meals. And guess what? They now have breakfast, everybody's favorite meal. And if it's not your favorite meal of the day, I don't trust you. And I actually recently have made uh, a lot of things. I made a gumbo, which was delicious. 
It was so good. It was amazing. I also made a stir fry and there was, I'm going to say this quietly because my boyfriend's home. There were supposed to be peanuts in the stir fry, but I just ate them as a snack because they came in this cute little pouch. And I was like, yo, it's like an airplane peanut. And I just ate it. And like, he didn't even miss it because he didn't even know they were there. So not only can you make like full blown meals, you can like steal some ingredients if you're going to make it for like other people later. And they will never know. And all this amazing food, gumbo, whoa, stir fry, whoa, all of these other delicious things that are amazing. But I made those two recently. That's why they're on my brain. They can be for less than $10 each. So HelloFresh is giving you guys $30 off your first week of deliveries. $30 is like a real amount of money. That's like the kind of money that you wouldn't be like, oh, I'll let it go through the washing machine. That's like 30 bucks. Like, yeah, that's a new top. That's like, you know what that is? That's $30 off delivery for HelloFresh. Yeah, it is. So use the code BLAME30 to get that $30 off because we all love saving money. I mean, Everyone loves saving money. Even rich people love saving money because that's how you stay rich. You're welcome. So again, blame 30. Get that $30 off and get your belly full. And Instagram some pics because it's Instagrammable too. They give you garnishes. I love a garnish. So one last time, guys, go to HelloFresh.com and enter in the code BLAME30. You're going to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Ayo. And we're back. Did you miss us? Yeah, you did. Next call. I've been dating my boyfriend for about two years now. And in the beginning of our relationship, well, actually, up until a few months ago, we were having sex quite often. And now it's just kind of slowed down, mostly because we don't live together. And it's kind of hard to coordinate that kind of thing. But I don't want it to be coordinated. And my boyfriend doesn't understand that. He doesn't get that I want to be romanced and that I uh, don't want there to be such a rush in things. I was just wondering if you could give me some advice on how to explain that to him better to let him see my side of it. Have you considered sex in a car? Uh, And if so, do you have access to a car with reclining seats? Here's the thing. Scheduling sex is not sexy. You know what's less sexy than that? Just not sex at all. So here's, you either have sex that's scheduled or you don't have sex. You can't have it both ways. I understand the whole like wanting to be, I mean, I personally don't understand the wanting to be romance thing because romance makes me have goosebumps and not in a good way. I get uncomfortable and I get a stomachache. But I understand the whole like, not just like, oh my God, we have five minutes to have sex. Great. Because you're like, oh, awesome. That was so good for you that you came in five minutes and you're just there like, awesome. I (laughs) did nothing for me. Well, like, it takes girls longer to warm up and get there. So I understand that aspect of it where it's like you don't really want to have a quickie in, like, the stock room, which also do that once in your life because it is so funny. And you can, like, look back and be like, oh, when I was young and cool. She says at 23, which means she did it at, like, 16. Hello, my name's Megan. I was terrible. No, it was fun. Um, no. So I think having, like, quickies or whatever, understand, not mutually satisfying. But if there's, like, a way for you guys to, like, you know, like be like making out in your car kind of thing and like letting it escalate. So I think telling him, be like, hey, I understand that like you want to schedule sex and like have this be something where we can like plan it all out. And I really don't want the romance of that to go away. So I also, what I mean by that is I don't want the foreplay of that kind of thing to go away. So it doesn't matter like scheduling like five minutes, be like, if we don't have like 25 minutes, 30 minutes to do this, like we're not going to do it. Uh, I I wouldn't advise public places because I don't know how old you are and I don't want you to get arrested. 
And I mean, you can arrest it at any age, but I just mean like the severity of this, and, like telling your parents like, oh, your kids were boning in a park and you're like, whoa, the slide has a whole new meaning. Um, but I, I would say if you've got like roommates, if that's a situation and that kind of thing, like figuring out your roommate schedules ahead of time, accepting that you're going to schedule it, but scheduling it doesn't mean that it has to be like a like quickie little like no foreplay, no fun zone kind of thing. So find the happy medium or just don't have sex, which sounds like a terrible option. And to the next call. Hi, Megan. Um, uh, this is hard to talk about. Um, my dad is uh, well, this Okay, this is a story about my dad. My dad is 69, and I am still a minor. And recently, there have been a lot more problems with him than usual. He usually will make accidents. Um, he forgets stuff more easily. And he has five kids, so... It's a lot for him to handle, and recently my sister moved into a new house, and he's been helping her with that. He gave her a loan of, like, $60,000, a big loan, and we're a middle-class family. It's it's normal life, but recently he's just been more stressed about money, and it's affected his health in a bad way. And recently my uncle had a heart attack. Reckon my my entire family is very old on my dad's side. Like, my uncle is 75 very old and um well it's put him in this kind of depressing state and whenever he's sick he gets really really scary and he'll shake and um it's just really frustrating seeing him like this and i'm only 14 and all my siblings are in their 20s 30s 40s and um i get the least amount of time with him and um i know that his impending doom won't happen for maybe another 10, 20, 30 years, hopefully. Hopefully 30. I'm hoping 30. But either way, it's just really, really scary. And I don't know why. I just think about it all the time. And it makes me really sad. And I was wondering if you could give me any advice on how you feel I should handle the situation. I know it's an impending thing, death, blah, 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 existential crisis. But... I don't know. If you could give me your advice on what I should do and how I should call myself, that would be really great. First of all, you're crazy mature for your age. Like you used a lot of big, not even like just using a lot of big words, but like, I'm sorry, you just said existential crisis. Like, holy shit. First of all, dad should be proud of you because you grew up to be a smart little nugget. Okay, here's the thing. I mean... Death is, like, super fucking scary. Like, I'm constantly afraid of death. I'm afraid of people who are, like, my age, like, randomly dying or, like, me randomly dying all the time. So I don't necessarily think that that's something that you're alone in your fear of. I think everyone, if someone says they're not scared of death, first of all, that's freaky. How can you not be scared of death? I mean, I I get that completely. And I think I also come from a family like my dad's definitely my dad's also older. So I definitely grew up with more of those fears than like most of like the kids that I grew up with when they like thought of their parents. And I think the most important thing that you can do like in those moments and stuff, it's like you're always going to have those fears and you're always going to have that kind of stuff. But I think something that could be cool is I actually got my dad this book forever ago that was like stories of like my dad's life or whatever. And it has all of these prompts for your dad or whoever in your life to like write like stories of their life. And it's like my my first childhood crush was and explaining all of this kind of stuff. So I think that's a really cool thing to maybe even if it's not in those specific moments, but giving that to him and sitting down with him like once a week or something and having him write those kinds of things down with you and being able to tell you stories or even like recording 
audio stuff like that on your phone or uh, recording more videos and like making a point for yourself to like make home videos with you and your dad and that kind of thing and having that stuff to like look on anytime you start feeling scared or something like that because I think there's no way to really squash that very natural human fear of death but being able to instead have have like a video of you guys to like look at or like be like, oh, I want to ask my dad this question of something like this and like kind of have those things that you're building more memories on. So I think if you're able to like just in your daily life kind of form something that is like learning more about him, which I think is cool because like at least for me, like I don't know, there's so much stuff like what's the last thing you knew about your dad when he was like 11? Like those kinds of stories and stuff. And like once we get older, we start to appreciate the kind of like past that our parents have lived and all of those things. And I think having something that you can create to look on, but like you'll have something to kind of work on in those moments when you get like really nervous or scared of something like that. Scheduling specific time with him, like once a week you guys go on a walk and you don't bring your phones and you just like hang out and talk. I think if you fill your time with him with more intentions and less just like chilling out kind of thing. And if you schedule those sort of things and you spend like quality time with him and go out of your way to do that when it's just like you two, I think it makes those like scary moments a little less scary because it doesn't feel like your only moments together are kind of the scary ones, if that's possible. And we have the next caller. Hi, my name is James Leahy. I am a visually impaired 24-year-old who will be moving back onto a college campus in the fall. I am thirsty as Fuck. It's been almost four years, and that can be hard when that was the, this is the first time not having sex for so long after having sex. Um, and so when I get back on campus, I'll be able to meet girls because I'm into girls. Well, I'm into everybody, but I want a girl. Um, but I also don't want to ruin a relationship by being so thirsty because for me, sex only works if you love the other person. And I don't want to be pushy. And I don't want to hurt anyone because I'm too pushy. I don't want to drive people away because I'm too pushy or creepy or being like, hey, check out my dick. So um, I need help because sex and love go hand in hand with me. And I want to love. I don't want to push. But I want to get my day wet. And uh, shout out to uh, Not Too Deep, where I discovered you. And I won't blame you. I promise. I'm just very thirsty. Damn, horn dog, keep it in your pants for a little while longer because you about to go to college campus with lots of girls who have things for you to stick your dick in. Uh, gross. So graphic. Okay. So love and sex are, when you have sex with someone you love, amazing. So great. Sex with someone you don't love, if you're on the same page and it's not like, oh, you love them and they don't love you. Yeah, because that's terrible. But you can have sex with people you don't love. Like, consensual sex, wrap it up, don't get an STD. It sounds like you've had great sex with people you love and maybe not great sex with people you don't love. But that doesn't mean that you have to associate the two. I'm trying to put on a funny voice so it sounds less like, spread your legs. <laughs> not that boys spread their <laughs> Okay. If you've got this, like, crazy horn dog thing going on for you in your life right now and, like, you're right or left hand is not doing it good for you and you want like a girl or whatever I think get that out of your system first before you start like looking for a girlfriend because if you're like looking for a girlfriend and looking to fall in love to like have sex with someone oh my god that's so much pressure <laughs> also there's a lot of pressure on the girl too not just you but it's also like gonna potentially have you lower your standards in things that 
you, you're going to actually like stop looking for things and not like, oh, she's got a vagina. Check. Great. I want to date you. Waff me up or hus- husband me up. One of those things. Get the sex out of your system because no matter what, the person you love and the person you end up with, you're going to have great sex with. But you can also have like fun, cool weird, experimental, strange sex with people that you're not in love with. And then by the time that like your dick is tired and you're like, I need a break and you can like meet people for their personalities and appreciate them for like who they are as a human and not just for like a warm orifice to like stick your dick in, you're actually going to like have a lasting relationship that's not based on the fact that you're like, hey, want to be my girlfriend? Great. (laughs) Let me rail you. Enjoy other vaginas until you are ready to fall in love with somebody for all of them, not just their anatomy. And also condoms, please, because you sound so horny. Don't get anyone pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't get anybody pregnant. And you also sound funny. So, like, just be your natural funny self and uh, panties be dropping. No, that's not, like, how it works. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know. And to the next call. So I may have drunk texted my ex-boyfriend last night, telling him that I miss him, but I also could never trust him, considering that I know he lied to me. But also I told him I missed him because he told me he missed me first. But now I'm scared things are going to be really, really awkward between us when we go back to school and have to be in class together. And yeah, I'm also scared he's going to tell his friends and... I just feel like I really fucked up. Ignore it and then post on all of your social media accounts that your phone got hacked and that everyone, you need everyone to text you their new numbers because you don't have anyone's phone numbers because you had to go to like AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile, if that's the only thing. (laughs) And you had to like re-get a new like SIM card and all that shit. Lie, 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 lie. Just lie. And if he brings it up, be like, oh, my God, yeah, my phone got hacked. Did you not see, like, on Instagram? Like, I just posted about it everywhere. On to the next call. I transferred to a new school this year, and I'm really having trouble connecting people and clicking. I've DM'd a few people on Instagram, but it's really hard to talk to them in person. So if you have any advice on how to kind of get out of your comfort zone and make new friends, that'd be a big help because it's almost end of the school year, and I still have no friends. Scam people into being your friend by asking them to help you with your homework. If it worked for Katie Heron, it can work for anybody. This is honestly what I would do in everything. I would always sit next to, okay, it sounds superficial to sit next to somebody who I'm like, you look like my friendship aesthetic. Like, you look like we could be friends. And I would always go out of my way to sit next to somebody like that in class. Um, I mean, if you've got assigned seating, maybe that's a little bit harder. But if you're friends with people and like DMing people and have that kind of ability, I think you kind of just have to like take a gulp of courage and like walk up to somebody and then have an excuse to talk to them and just make it about homework be like hey like are you studying for the test on friday like i'm like so swamped like is do you want to like go do that together or do you want to like go to the library or something like that for me that's always what i would do when i was like trying to make new friends or like make connections with guys in general is having an excuse so you feel a little bit less desperate a little bit less like hi my name's megan i'd like to be your friend like i have no requirements like be my best friend, please. But if you have it surrounding by like school or an extracurricular, I would definitely go for that. And also just know that, I mean, high school is not really like the movie. Like people don't hate the new girl. And you've also been there for almost a whole year. And I can guarantee you that people who look nice probably aren't nice. If a girl looks like a bitch, she's probably a bitch. So don't try and be friends with her. 
But uh, maybe there's another some person in your class who's like kind of quiet, um, who looks like they wouldn't bite your head off if you tried to sit next to them at lunch and just strike up a conversation about something like that. I think in-person connections are important. I think if you just DM people on Instagram, that's kind of just awkward to like, I mean, do that in conjunction. But if you don't go up to somebody, it's kind of like, there's that girl who DM'd me on Instagram who like won't look me in the eyes. And it's kind of like, oh, you got to look at people in the eyes and talk to them face to face to be friends. And despite the fact that it's like the end of the year, maybe there are still some like events or extracurricular clubs you can start going to or signing up for and um, maybe even start thinking ahead about stuff to do over the summer if there's not like summer school because that's ugh, fucking terrible if there's like an like a school play or something that happens over the summer where you can kind of like make more friends like that but I think getting involved even if it's late in the school year I always think that's a really good option and then just lying to people and pretending that you're having a really hard time in your classes when you're not and then having them help you with homework and then just like being charming and amazing and great and then they're like wow she's so cool I want to be your friend you're like haha skimmed good now you stuck with me my current situation I need advice on is I'm graduating college in a month and I'm currently at a place where I don't know what to do after I graduate and I have a good degree, I've been interviewing, and just nothing seems like it's going to be something I'm going to love to do for every day for a long time. So I just need advice on what I should do to really feel like I belong at a company or what, I don't know what city to go to. I don't know. I'm just kind of lost on what to do with my life because I'm graduating in a month and it's so scary and the real world's gonna hit me really hard you're not gonna love your first job unless you're selena gomez who gets discovered at a westfield mall and gets to be on wizards of waverly place i think that's a fact that no one really talks about i personally didn't graduate college but i can say from all of my friends calling me panicking about how they either don't have a job graduating college or they hate their new job, that it happens to everybody. Honestly, I think all of my friends have, we've only been out of college, technically, they've only been out of college for two or so years now. And everyone's had at least four or five jobs. I think we have this idea that like our first job out of college needs to be like our dream job. Like, oh my gosh, I'm about to rule the world. Like I'm going to work at this big magazine and I'm going to like change the world. This is amazing. This is what I got my degree for. When in reality, you're probably going to end up at a company that you're only going to last at for like six to seven months, maybe a year. And it's not going to be your dream job. But I think college isn't the only time to figure out what you love. It's kind of the time to figure out what you're interested in, in like a hypothetical way. But when you actually get into the real world, you might be majoring in something that you have your first job with it. And you're like, wait, psych, I don't love this. Like this isn't fun because you're only just doing it like in not actually happening. You're sitting in the classroom reading textbooks and taking quizzes on something. And then when you actually apply it to real life, it might not be something you're totally interested in. And vice versa, you might have to do something for a job that you didn't think you'd be interested in and you ended up loving it. So I think it takes a while to kind of find your footing. And even into your mid-20s, I have friends who are like, I am not sure if I love what I'm doing and I don't know if this is exactly where I want to be. But that's also, that finding and discovering yourself phase doesn't end after college. I think it goes well into a couple of jobs and you might have really crappy jobs out of college. 
Like, I feel like a lot of people do, but I don't think you should set your standards so high and also not be so hard on yourself. I think as a, like, depending on what city you want to be in, I say go for someplace that you've always wanted to live. I think college is also a great opportunity to kind of like go somewhere new in a place you've never been before that you have always dreamed of. But I especially think that with like your first job, I think it's a really, it's a new place to explore along with like the profession, especially because no matter what you do, it's going to be so different than what you've been doing in college. So I think it's about being patient and um, knowing that no matter what, jobs might suck. You might have to like mop up poop with a really great degree. Sometimes your degree doesn't necessarily completely dictate your career path, but also just know that everybody else is panicking just as much as you. And most people don't have jobs directly out of college. And if they do, um, they're like, oh my God, I have a job directly out of college. And then they're posting that on like Facebook. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited to like enroll here. Like I'm not enroll. Like I have my new job. It's great. Like, look at this, all this stuff. And then like, you know, like six weeks later, it's untagged from everything. And it's like, oh, you hated your job. It was terrible. It was a startup and it went under. I mean, don't be so hard on yourself. Nobody knows what they're doing. We're all faking it. And um, it makes you feel better. I peaked in like 2013. <laughs> you're, you're fine, dude. You're going to be fine. You also sound smart, so you graduated college. Just be happy with that for a while. Okay, guys, that is it for our calls. It feels so good to clear them out. It's like cleaning out my email, except I don't get to see how many calls we have, so I don't have that feeling of satisfaction when it's like zero left, except I think there's more voicemails than I, because usually it's more. But uh, don't turn your earphones out of your ears yet. That was in English, but it's time for Producer's Corner. Whoa! Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Producer's Corner, we thought it would be fun if I chose one call per week, which is my favorite call of the week, that uh, that Megan's going to answer for us. So are you ready for this week's call? I am so ready, Jack Ferry. You have no idea. All right, here we go. This is, this is in my opinion, the best call of the week. Hi, Megan. Big fan of the show. Um, I'm calling with a question about a friend. Let's call her... I don't know, Bregan. So she and I are working on a project together. It's really cool. It's going super well. Um, anyway, the issue I'm having is um, when we got to schedule the time that we like meet up to like work on this project together, sometimes I'll text her and she won't text me back for like hours later, sometimes like a full day. Anyway, um, what should I do in that situation? Should I just keep texting her like a crazy psychopath and just like send her text after text after text? <laughs> or should I like call and leave a voicemail? I mean, do people even do that anymore? I mean, I'm doing it now, I know, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I know she's really busy and all, but you know, there are just times when I need to get in touch with her. What are, what are people using these days beyond text messaging? Any advice you have would be great. Thanks. Wow. Such a great call. That's such a good call. Well, anonymous caller, first I would say, maybe this person you work with hates answering the telephone. And when it comes to text messages, um, I don't know if you've updated your phone recently, but maybe she recently updated her phone and now the new vibration sound or the vibration, <laughs> it's really quiet. It's really quiet. And maybe, maybe she was in a Pilates class and she had it turned on silent. So I wouldn't say calling her incessantly would work because that'll probably make them more anxious. So I think, uh, I think a good text and uh, maybe a good dose of patience. And if she has other people that, um, if she has other people, like if you have other coworkers that like talk to her too, 
maybe maybe you message them and say, hey, mm, that's good. That's good advice. Megan's yeah. not responding. Uh, or if you have her boyfriend's phone number, if she has a boyfriend. <laughs> fuck, did I say my own name? You did. Damn it. Uh, but we're not talking about you. No, we're no, talking no, no, about no, no, no. Bregan. We're talking about Bregan. So maybe if Bregan has like a significant other and you have their phone number and be like, yo, Bregan's not answering. Um, you, you could definitely do that too. Uh, I think, I think, I think not bombarding because you don't want to come across as like pushy. You know what I mean? Like you just like, you want to be chill and cool. I do think that's, that's really good advice. I think so too. Mots, what's your phone number? <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of episode two. Wow. That flew by fast, didn't it? And if it didn't, I mean, good, bad. Do you want it to be long? Do you want it to be short? Everybody has their own preference. God, Megan, how'd you make this about penises? Because <laughs> I did. Well, thank you guys so much for listening all the way to the end of this podcast. And if you didn't listen to the end, I'll know. Because if you did, you're going to like tweet me a funny emoji, the eggplant emoji, which means you listened to all the way to the end. Mad kudos. Uh, but yeah, so you know what this means? Now that this podcast is over, you guys need to call so we have more questions for next week's podcast. So uh, the phone number again is 31. 31- 610-694-0976. Again, it's 310-694-0976. And also, if you've commentary on anything that we talked about on today's podcast, any of these questions, any of these people's lives, this is your open invitation to critique, not critique, but like give your own input. Do you have better advice than me? You don't because you don't have a podcast where you give advice. <laughs> hey, yo. Sorry, still sensitive. We're only in episode two. I need more confidence about this. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear if you guys have opinions on this because I uh, I do know everything, but I mean, I guess we can hear what you have to say. So if you want to call again with that, you should also just call the same phone number, but I'm going to restate it for you guys in case you weren't paying attention because you're like, I don't have a question. I just have a comment. Now's your time to call. It is 310-694-0976. Should I give it to you one more time? Ew, dirty ASMR sex. 310-694-0976. We want your questions. We want your commentary. We want you to also subscribe to our podcast and rate it. Leave a review because then people can find us. And I'm also getting high on the fact that we have reviews. Like I read them. I refresh them. And the fact that everyone's nice is amazing. And if you leave a negative review, I'm going to figure out how to trace your IP address and I am going to take away your Pornhub accounts because you're a troll and you should live under a bridge and not listen to my podcast, but you should still listen to it. Just don't review it if you don't like it, but review it if you like it or lie and make multiple iTunes accounts. (laughs) Which is actually really fucking hard. Like multiple iClouds. Shit, dude. Hella hard. Uh, But I would love that. It would make me feel really validated and great because uh, all of my YouTube friends are more famous than me. (laughs) Liza Koshy. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, Well, thanks, guys, for listening. And uh, I will talk to you or I'll hear you in your ears. And I'll hear you guys. You guys are going to hear me in your ear ball ear ear socket ear canal ears in two weeks in two weeks i'll be back whispering sweet nothings except it's a lot of sweet salty somethings in your ears giving you the advice that you want or you just want to listen to me talk which is same okay bye Don't blame.
Blame Me is a production by me, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, associate producer Melissa DeMons, edited by Melissa DeMons, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I will see you guys in two weeks, and don't blame me if your life bursts into flames before then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.